what we really need to do, if we want to see results, if we want it to be effective, we need to assign a purpose or an intention to the types of content that we create. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan. I am thrilled to have you here today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast, put a lot of heart and soul into it. I try to share lots of digital marketing tips, insight to running your business, and I bring on really smart freelancers to share their stories, give you insight, advice, and then share how they do things. And today's guest is amazing, Tamika Oy. I met her on Instagram through friends of friends, and it just goes to show the power of networking. She is a content creator at heart, now has an agency, and she's going to tell you all about how she helps her clients nurture their audience so they're ultimately ready to buy. Now, she has a freebie for you, the Nurture Opportunity Scorecard. I want you to make sure you grab it in the show notes and also connect with her. And it's kind of fun because her name keeps popping up everywhere. I was recently on a discovery call with a business owner who has her Nurture Matrix in place, and it's kind of cool to see people doing this. And they know how important it is to be able to welcome new email subscribers and take them along that buyer's awareness journey. It's all stuff we're learning inside the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, but it's really cool to connect with freelancers who do it and do it well. And then I encourage my students to connect with people like Tamika to learn how to do it even better or steer their clients in the right direction to really master it. Sometimes just seeing these areas of opportunities will just make you look like an all-star within a business. So let's jump into the interview. This was a Facebook Live we did a couple months ago. I love to repurpose my own content. If you want to catch the next Facebook Live and interact in more of a two-way conversation, I encourage you to join the Facebook group in the show notes, and I'll see you in the next live, okay? So let's jump into the interview with Tamika Oy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's show. I'm really excited about this topic. We are covering nurture marketing with Tamika O'Reilly. Oh, why? I said that yes. wrong. There you go. All good. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Arisha Creative. We there met you. online a few months ago. I've been so impressed. I actually heard you on a podcast. So I don't know if I told you that. Oh. And it, just everything you said just resonated with me as someone behind the scenes who helps my clients with their content. And it's just it's like the fundamental thing we're trying to do here. And so I'm excited for you to explain it. First, tell us about your life where you live and all of that stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Happy to. Oh my goodness. So I am a Canadian. I'm in the country we currently know as Canada. I live just outside of Toronto, Ontario. These are lands that are traditionally stewarded by the Haudenosaunee and Huron-Wendat people. But I'm out here with my two kiddos and hubby. And yeah, they're, they're six and 12 now. And I run Arisha Creative. We're a content marketing agency that specializes in nurture content for coaches, mentors, and teachers. So really, we kind of own and and focus on the coaching, mentoring, personal development space. And I also say, too, there's like a little bit of like coaching adjacent folks. We do get consultants and that sort of thing that really resonate with our work as well. I think any 
industry that you're in where there's like an educational component where you find that people kind of what common folks think is is the right way to go about it. There's like a re-education required before they can really work with you. That tends to be a really great fit for us, typically coaches. And we are the founders, creators of a proprietary evergreen nurture marketing framework that I call the Nurture Matrix. And it is 90 days of evergreen content that we roll out across email and social media. And it does the job of helping you pre-sell your programs or services and turn more of your new leads into new clients. So that's what I do today, right? I wasn't always an agency owner. That isn't, you know, sort of where I started. I've been in business for myself since 2010. I was in the corporate space before that in marketing and various roles. And in 2008, when the economy sort of tanked, I got let go of a contract that I was in and I found out I was pregnant with my first child a couple of days later. Oh no. (laughs) Luckily again, Canadian. So I got a nice payout of my contract and I got a paid mat leave for a year. We have that in Canada. And after that though, like the marketing industry, it's like, those were the salaries that took the biggest hit. And I really had to make this decision. Like, am I going to take a, a real pay cut and basically be working to pay daycare? Or am I going to use this as an opportunity to be home with my little one and figure out how to start a business as well, which I I don't necessarily recommend y'all. I will. I mean, (laughs) we do do what we have to do, right? You know, we do what we have to do. And hindsight is definitely 2020. If I could have had a bridge of some sort, you know, that, that would have served me really well, you know, build up a side hustle. I would totally go that route if I could have. But yeah, I started out consulting, doing a lot of marketing consulting, doing some done for you content creation and for various industries. I didn't start in the coaching industry. I started actually uh, supporting the fashion industry and doing a lot of of content for fashion and, and blogging. And I used to even do marketing events, partnerships and that kind of thing. Yeah. Eventually, you know, I think it happens with so many of us. It's like your business becomes this vehicle for personal growth and personal development. And so, you know, when things weren't working the way that I wanted them to in that iteration of my business, I hired a coach. I started, you know, joining group programs. And that was a space where I really realized I was like, I love the coaching industry. I know there's a lot of dark stuff that we are looking at right now, right. That we're kind of realizing like, Oh, maybe, you know, there's stuff, right. We know there's stuff. Right. And there is a lot of good as well, I believe. And so I really love serving folks who are are really devoting their lives to to transformation and change and helping us all, you know, kind of show up as the business owner or parent, you know, professional, whatever it is that we want to be helping us kind of do that with support and resources and all that stuff. So that is how I found my way to owning an agency at, you know, after sort of consulting on my own for quite some time, I realized I was pregnant with my second child as well. I was kind of like, I don't want to work quite as hard in terms of being in the done for you deliverables every day. I need a team to support me. And that's yeah. Right. And that's when we, you know, when I made the decision to form Arisha, the agency, and we started out kind of doing more full service marketing. And then I discovered sort of an, or invented the nurture matrix process. And then that was where, and we kind of specialized and we have the version of the agency that we run today. Oh my gosh. There's so yeah. much to unpack here. But first <laughs> of all, like, I mean, God's looking out for you. I know like the timing wasn't perfect, but to be let go, find out you're pregnant and get like pushed, like this, mm-hmm. this door just opened for you and for you to run with it. 
Like kudos to your former self for taking that. I know you said it wasn't like perfect with the bridge that you wanted, but I think so many people in this group need to hear that because they are looking at leaving a job. Some people have been let go. I mean, this is like the great recession, the great resignation. So a lot of people are in those situation. And I love that you just, you went with it. You made it work. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that I would have otherwise. So I think that might be something that someone needs to hear as well, that it's sort of like when you're being pushed out into one direction, there might be a reason, you know, like I'd always sort of thought of being an entrepreneur, but I don't know that I would have had the guts necessarily if I wasn't forced. So Yeah. So, and I love that you pivoted and grew with it. And I think that's a a common track among a lot of us. Like we start pulling out of some of these tasks. So what were those first things you were doing with your clients? Like when you first started? Yeah. A lot of content strategy, messaging strategy, you know, when I was in corporate communications was always the thing. I, I always had a natural sort of gift for writing. Shout out to my mom who like still has the poem that I won a, you know, citywide award for, right? Like she's, you know, but I always had sort of that gift for creating content and copy and had been in advertising and communications. And so then a natural thing for me to do when I was out on my own was to take some of those skills and, and let them be transferable and bring them into new industries. What was different though, was that when I was in corporate, like blogging, the internet marketing campaigns online, I was still doing magazine ads and campaigns and stuff like that. Direct mail, did a ton of direct mail, you know, that sort of thing though, the olden days, right? So it was very cool for me then to get to kind of roll up my sleeves and also like Mm -hmm. learn about, you know, learn this new sort of way of marketing and online marketing and and that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, so it was really a lot of consulting around um, messaging and, and on that front and then some done for you copy content creation, that kind of thing. Okay. Now, if you were talking to a brand newbie right now, how would you define content marketing? Like, what would you Mm. tell them that is? Yeah. So hmm, there's so many different definitions, right? (laughs) Right. For me, content marketing is really the use of digital assets to tell the story that needs to be told to help drive awareness of a product or service and ultimately sales. Right. So when I talk about a digital asset, I mean, that could be a blog, that could be social media, that could be an opt-in that you kind of create and someone downloads that could be like, there's all those different pieces of, uh, I'm going to say content. You can't use the definition, the word in the <laughs> definition, um, but you know, those sort of assets that you create and deliver online that tell a story that I think that's another piece of it. There's a communication aspect of it mm-hmm. and they could be written or they could be audio. Like what we're creating right now is content right? You know, so it could be an interview, right? But it's any of these digital assets, assets that live online that do the job of telling the story that needs to be told to the the community that you're wanting to invest in your products and services. I had a feeling you'd nail it and you'd explain (laughs) it in a way where it doesn't seem so difficult to get started in, you know? Thanks. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you a lot about nurture marketing. And Mm. then later I want to find out what your agency is doing and Mm. like get some pointers in that regard. But like, let's go back to this and like, let's talk about what nurture marketing is because this is your big thing. And I think this is a difference maker and one of the biggest changes in marketing, especially to implement for our own clients this year is this like shift away from some of these dark things you're talking about, which I feel like I sound like Dexter, mm-hmm, but um, <laughs> yeah, nurture marketing is the answer. And I would love for you to give your spiel about this. I am so excited for my students to learn this from you and people who are newly diving into this area. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. So Actually, we'll take it back to the definition of content, right? We're creating all these digital assets and 
when folks aren't super well-versed in the marketing space, and you know, I say that because I don't want to throw shade at anybody. It's like, we do what we do until we learn something different and better, right? But we know that content helps us market online, right? So we're out here and we're creating all this content. But what we really need to do, if we want to see results, if we want it to be effective, we need to assign a purpose or an intention to the types of content that we create, which means that we are going to have some content that we might create that is designed to help us get new leads, right? We think of lead magnets, you know, the little freebie that you opt in for, right? That might be something that would be considered lead generating content. And we have sales content, right? We have all the assets that might go together in a launch sales pages and email sequences and, and, you know, that kind of thing, promotional posts and videos, right? Nurture is what is supposed to happen in the middle. So nurture content or nurture marketing, really, it bridges the gap between lead generation and sales. And it does the job of taking a new lead and drawing them along the buyer's journey so that when you present them with the opportunity to buy, they are ready. So I want to distinguish because we often, like, again, I'm very big on intentional marketing, intentionality, right? So you might've heard about nurture before you might've thought before, okay, well, if I'm not, you know, attracting a new leader, once someone joins my community, I want to, or my client's community, I want to, you know, keep them engaged. And there's this mistake that happens that I see quite a bit where we, we sort of take the idea of nurture to mean, oh, I'm staying visible, or I'm just putting out more content to keep them engaged, content to keep them nurtured. But the differentiator for us at Orisha is that your nurture content, if you want to be creating content that earns its keep, if you want to create content that you know delivers an ROI, you want the content that they receive after they become a new lead, after they join your community or your mailing list, you want it to be very specific and do the job of presenting the messages that those ideal clients need to receive to help them kind of lean in and become ready to work with you. So instead of just kind of creating any content with the hope that like, but just put something out there, you know, it's better than nothing. It certainly is better than nothing. So again, I, you know, putting something out there, it is better than nothing. And a way that we can get a lot more efficient with our content creation and a lot more effective is if we view nurture marketing, we are content creation for that portion of the funnel, for that middle of the funnel. If we view it with the lens of what messages do those prospects need to receive so that they can become ready to buy, right? And, and create yeah. content with that lens on. Okay. And I love this. Yeah. I'm thinking about my own business. When I first threw up my website and started to promote myself, I never had before. I didn't really know, like I kind of needed some time to figure out those, you know, values of like what my voice was. And so now three years into my business, I'm like getting smart about it. And I, I see that, like I witnessed that. And I think sometimes these unicorn digital marketing assistants, we get the clients who have nothing and you're just kind of mm -hmm. like going and you're building and you're figuring it out. And then we also get these clients who are more established, had success and it's almost like content overwhelm because they yeah. have too much. So being able to like place it and figure out, like you said, what do they need to hear? Exactly. So, so helpful to like hear this. Exactly. And from a team member perspective, and one of the reasons that I created the Nurture Matrix is that when I was creating content, there was always this place of feeling like, like I was on a treadmill, like always creating more stuff, right? Particularly in those really established clients' businesses, right? Yeah. They, they're used to creating a lot of content. And again, like there is a certain level of like just throwing spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks when you're sort of getting started. And what happens for a lot of business owners is that they don't 
ever get out of that phase. And so you team member, you know, come on, you're with a client now who's like used to producing at this massive level, then they want you to produce at this massive level. And the truth is all of that content is not required. And so you're kind of like, like, yes, you want to feel useful and you want to have things to do. And if you're billed hourly, like, you know, maybe it's lucrative for you, but it's also really exhausting. Usually when you're creating at that level, at that bandwidth, they're usually not super organized. Right. No. So you're like, you're like waiting for them. You know, you're waiting on a Friday night for that. And I'm speaking from personal experience or waiting on a Friday night for them to tell you what the angle is going to be for the post that you need to create you know, to go out on the Monday morning or something like that. And you're like, you know, like, what does it need to be? And they're so used to creating kind of on the fly, like ad hoc, right? They're creating on the fly and you're kind of expected to kind of jump in and catch the ideas when they come through. And maybe you're contributing some ideas as well. But what I find usually in those businesses where they're real content machines, as much as you provide the ideas, they're still like, they want to be engaged in the process as well. And so there still is kind of that piece of like the waiting for them to to say what's next. And I just, I was getting burned out. I was getting real burnt out. I had been working in a business that had a, a, you know, a very intense sort of launch model. So they would launch like every other month or every couple months or something like that. And it was like one of the biggies, right? So the different launches that folks can have, I'm talking a launch where like thousands in the Facebook ads, you know, email sequences with like 50 emails and like just all of the launch things. Right. So I'd be in the mix of creating all of that. And then the launch would complete. We'd finally like think we're going to have a breath, but we really don't because it's like, now that we've done all the launch stuff, we need to hurry up and get some content out to the community. That's not launch. That isn't salesy. Like we need to send them some value now. And then there was this you know, (laughs) immediate pivot to like, Oh, okay. Got to hurry over here. And we would try to like, I would try to suggest things like, well, let's repurpose this and did, you know, but again, if you don't really have that messaging dialed in, it's very difficult for you to help your clients say, like help them feel that it's safe to repurpose that content. Cause they still are operating under the principle. Like I need something new and fresh and whatever they've heard that already. You need them to be oriented on like, these are our core messages we can safely go back to repeating those. And then you get to just like go into the archives, pull something that they feel good with and run with it instead of having to engage in the whole like kerfuffle of like, tell me what the thing is. Let's create the new thing. Be-. It just unhooks all of that drama. And that's really where the nurture matrix was sort of born because I was really thinking about how can I, you know, number one, like let my client know that like, we don't need to be creating brand new all the time because, you know, this is a real ingrained sort of belief, especially for those content creators, right? Like they believe like new, 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 more, 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 more. And they really pride themselves on it. So I knew that it wasn't going to be as simple as saying, oh, let's just, you know, let's repurpose. We had tried that already. What I needed to be able to do with her is impress upon her that if we get very clear about the messages that need to roll out and we make sure that our people are receiving those messages, our folks will be pre-sold in the community before the next launch. And guess what? Our next launch will be a lot lighter as well. So not only will we get to, you know, sort of relax a little bit into the content creation from a nurture perspective, we'll also be seeing better results from a sales perspective come launch time. And of course, the first time I did it, I didn't know. It was kind of like, this is my hypothesis. What do you think? Yeah. Right? Like, let's, yeah. let's see what happens. And, you know, sure enough, that is exactly what we saw happen. We saw 
you know, folks joining wait lists, like, you know, it all depended kind of what their particular business model looked like. But if they were folks who ran on a wait list type of business, they were seeing folks step on the wait list a lot earlier. If they did sales yeah. calls, they had more uh, like folks step onto sales calls, ready to buy, kind of like quoting some of the marketing saying like, Hey, when I saw you say X, Y, and Z, you know, I just knew I had to reach out. They were seeing, you know, sales earlier on in the launch period. So instead of not seeing a sale until like, day five, six, seven or whatever. And everybody being like tense as hell because car, yeah, car you, know, day. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. seeing enrollments like earlier on, because again, they had received the messaging that they needed to receive. And to sort of clarify, like the messaging that I'm talking about here, it's not like how to content or anything else like that. It really is engaging the conversation okay. that a prospect might be having with themselves as they think about their problem and think about the potential solutions and really get clear on what they've been doing incorrectly that's kept them from getting the results. So we're really looking at a specific type of content that we're creating as well. So what that does mean though, is there is a, some new content that needs to be created because most coaches, yeah. you know, particularly speaking to the coaching industry, but this could happen in other places as well. When you're coming from the train of like, let's create brand new stuff all the time. We need to have 365 different ideas to, to post every single day. And, you know, 52, you know, blogs to put per week. There is a lot of content that is like, I don't want to say that it's bad content. It's just not effective at moving folks along yes. the buyer's journey. Right. Yes. So there is a bit of like, you know, a backbone and foundation. That is what we, you know, even with our established clients who we've brought through the nurture matrix process, we do help them create new emails, new content, new social but okay. we show them how to like marry it with what they've done already. So there's, there's an opportunity there to kind of reuse some of what you've been using in a slightly different way, but you know, it's a bit of a gap, right? It's a bit of a new way of looking at things for clients potentially, but I will tell you what, I mean, it will save you so much time, energy, attention, and it saves them money and it's just more efficient, especially if you're yeah. someone who would love, like if you're kind of, in the assistant role and really wanting to think about maybe adding strategy into the mix or mm -hmm. spending your time on more high value tasks that maybe you can charge a little bit more for, right? Like this can be a way for you to, to show up as truly a unicorn in your business, like really, really super valuable because you're presenting, you know, this new way of supporting them, right? With wow. more direction than yeah. doing I just things. love that idea of having a bank, being clear on your messaging, having a plan. And you're speaking my language here with all the clients over the years that I'm thinking about. And I mean, even my seven figure client was a hot mess going into every single launch and it, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. And that ultimately it leads to that burnout, right? Really and does. when you're new, you can't just create new stuff all of the time. Like it's so much easier to go back and repurpose and reuse. So like being very structured about that, like you're speaking my language as a journalism major and editor. Like I like to have a plan yeah. and know what we're talking about and not doing like a Hail Mary email at the 11th <laughs> hour. Oh, I, I've written many of those. Yeah. Yeah. And I, in my business alone, I have a lot of shiny objects I can talk about because of the nature of my work. Mm -hmm. And I need that lens because I need to protect my time. Like, yeah, could I write a blog about this and would it do good on SEO? Yeah. But is it really, is it really what I need? And is it really what I need my people to hear? Exactly. So I know, I know I get caught up in that too. And like having that, that lens you talked about, I think it's just critical this day and age. 
Yeah. And it's just remembering that like, again, content creation, it can become its own beast. And if you're like an influencer or someone who's just kind of creating content for the sake of creating content is all good. If you're a business owner, you've only got so many, you know, so much time in the day. Right. So like, you're right. You can't talk about everything. You want to be really focused. And actually from a, you know, marketing perspective, you have to remember that like having new things to talk about all the time, isn't necessarily serving your audience either. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like I say a lot of times to my clients, I'm like, if you don't sound like a broken record, you're kind of doing it wrong. <laughs> there needs to be consistency in, in what you're saying, right? You need this community needs to hear the same sort of core messages over and over again. And when you have a structure like the nurture matrix in your business and it's kind of rolling out and doing things, if you're inspired to talk about something one day, like it's all good. You can, you can actually do that because you know that you've got the pillar content, you've got the, you know, we call them core nurture themes. You've got your core nurture themes rolling out. So if you do feel inspired, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon to talk about something that feels sort of, you know, random, you know, (laughs) or something you're just like inspired to talk about, like it's fine. So I'm not, this isn't at all to say that like, you should never say anything else and there's no space for creativity and inspiration, everything else. There absolutely is when you have the space for it. But, you know, some of our clients who we put this in place for, like they were able to go on and write books they're able to have space to like work on their Ted talk. They were able to have, you know, like we had a couple of moms who were the first child. So they were able to actually take like a mat leave, you know, all of these pieces they had space for because they weren't so enmeshed in the job of, of content creation, even yeah. though they had team. Right. And this is the thing that, yeah. you know, you want to hear, cause it can be really easy to be like, well, you know, I am relieving the content creation from my client because like they don't have to do all of it, but there's still a, still a level. And that, I mean, if it's working for you, I always say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's working for you, all good. But I will bet you that most folks in here that are in any sort of content creation role for their clients, like there's still a certain level of, um, we got to review it together and they maybe want to put like sprinkling touches on it, or you're waiting for the theme or you're like, it's a collaborative process as it should be. But what that means is that your, your client isn't really like fully delegating it. It's not like officially off their plate. It is on the side of their plate or the edge or like on a dessert plate. (laughs) Right. But because you're working on it together, but there is a way, there is a a path to being able to have it fully be off their plate, which will, you know, free you up to actually do, you know, just high service for your clients and have them thanking you saying like, Oh my goodness, I didn't think that like a month of content could roll out without me having to like, you know, dot the final I Um, here we are. Okay, let's just take a moment here. It's impossible to get referrals without putting yourself out there all the time. It's really difficult to have a community when you're doing the work by yourself. It's also hard to stay up to date when you're just one person and digital marketing trends, platforms, technology, and strategies change all of the time. And it's no fun having to do lead generation for your business when you'd rather be doing billable hours. So I have a solution for you. Come join my digital marketing work group. It's a tight community of freelancers, virtual assistants, digital marketing specialists who are all up-leveling in their skills, getting advanced trainings, applying for my job ops, and becoming digital marketing specialists and managers and strategists. This is an online referral community for both skilled and -and up-and-coming digital marketing service pros and virtual assistants. 
We've shared over 800 jobs with our community. We'd love to have you too. If you need client work, if you need a squad behind you, if you need help raising your prices, promoting yourself to the next level, this is the place to be. You can apply for the work group with the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Back to the show. You sold me on the time freedom there. And then just the fact that somebody comes to you when you do hop on a call, educated, warm, like it's so much easier to get a yes out of that person than somebody who you have to explain to. So I can see this is so meta because it applies to us as digital service providers as well. We need that. So I have a big question for you. What is the difference and how does your nurture matrix fall into this like launch runway that we see Hmm. in this like pre-launch runway? You know, I came from the Stu McLaren world one of my clients was in his mastermind. So I like heard all about the long runway. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm curious how yeah. it fits in. Yeah. So one of the reasons that I, you know, when I was designing this and kind of thinking how it would, it would look, I intentionally went with it being a 90 day framework because looking at kind of stats and data and everything else we're seeing, and especially again, I can speak, you know, really clearly to the coaching industry because I know a lot about it, right. Just the amount of time that it takes for someone to be ready to buy. And it's not that there isn't like the 1% or 2% of people who are just like quick starts and they like see the thing one time, binge all their content and buy, you know, the next day. But for most folks, there is this time for them to just really get to know you, get to explore other potential coaches. And so in my view, you want to be nurturing folks for a full sort of 90 day runway whenever possible before you even start pre-launch. So the way that we embed this in client, oh, yeah, okay. in client, yeah, we have them roll out their nurture matrix for, you know, and so we'll, we try whenever possible to have this automated. It works best with new leads simply because if you start to try to apply something like this to a, an existing list, like you don't know the integrity of that list. You don't know how long folks have been on there. Like they could have been on there since, you know, forever, since the internet was invented, like who knows, you know, (laughs) right. And and if they could just be on there and just, you forget to unsubscribe or, you know, whatever. Right. So it's a little bit harder to kind of gauge, but when we apply something like this to new leads, what we really recommend is this sequence rolls out to folks who like, they come through your list, they come through your initial opt-in, whatever the initial offer is, or initial invitation is, if they don't take you up on that invitation, then this 90 days of nurture sort of happens before they're added to the launch cycle, which might mean that some of your new leads aren't actually exposed to launch messaging. Because here's the thing, they'll find it. If they want to buy from you, they'll find it. They will somehow, you know, find them their way on an ad. They'll click around your site everywhere until they, you know, they find the thing, right? And I'm speaking right now specifically from like an email, an email perspective, because with social, you know, everyone's everywhere. There's no list. We don't know when, you know, how long people have been on there. Although if you do have clients who are in the, you know, who have budget for it, paid nurture is something that is really super effective, wherein you actually have ad campaigns that send specific nurture content to people based on, you know, when the first sort of Facebook Pixel. I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm exploring that for my Mm -hmm. own business. I'm probably a little late for my next launch, but I didn't realize I could do those reach campaigns and set the frequency. I'd only ever done traffic conversion. I was like, that's fascinating because it's so noisy out there. And I have this really good content if I can just get them in front of it. 
Exactly. Other than an email. Exactly. So you can play with that. We have an ad agency that we work with pretty regularly called Conscious Conversions. They kind of take what we do from an organic perspective and they run traffic to it. And if you look at like the ad report, your head would spin because they literally have, it's like a 90 day paid nurture campaign. And so they have like 90 different ads that roll out based on, yeah, it's like, it's insane. It's insane. (laughs) Oh my god! It's a very advanced strategy. The but I love it. Yeah, the retainer (laughs) is sizable, right? So it's not for every client, but you're you know high multi six seven figure clients who really rely on those tactics. Like it it really is effective, right? But from an email perspective, you want them to you really want to focus them. Like make sure, like have them lock eyes with those messages that they need to receive before you start to present the offer, right? And then from there, it's kind of like yeah, you want to do a little tiny pre launch, right? And yeah. then you can go into your sale. Little tiny pre-launch. <laughs> um, it really depends on what you're offering. And I find if it's something that it's like a, a much higher price point, then you probably want to set up the sale a little bit longer, more like four weeks. If it's a little bit lower, maybe like a week or two. Yeah. So not, I mean, yeah. because these folks are like super duper nurtured, right? So yeah, yeah, I was kind of curious about that. I like that. For some reason, this feels very natural to me, mm-hmm. which is probably why I always, you know, wanted to get you on the show to talk about it. Cause it just seems like how we would meet in person anyway, exactly. and like talk about things. And I wouldn't just like go straight in with like what I'm selling. Exactly. So exactly. I, yeah. You would hang out. You would get you to would know each out. other. And- exactly. Yeah. And I would want to share with you if I was like, if I was thinking that I could, you know, help you. I'd want to help you kind of like understand some things about what's going on for you before I was like, Hey, do you want to buy from me? I'd, yeah. I would say, you know, before I even made a pitch, I might say, Hey, well, did you, did you consider X, Y, Z, or here's a book or a resource or something you might want to check out to help you understand what's going on for you a little bit more. Or like there's, I would yeah. support you in understanding what's going on for you. And I would support you in acknowledging the things that might not work for you or the mistakes or the myths that you might be, you know, buying into before yes. I just came in and said like, Hey, do you want my, you got, I think you got this problem. Do you want to buy my thing? Like, I mean, we've all been to networking events. I know it's been quite some time at this point. Right. But like, right. remember, you know, going to the networking events and it's like, here's my card. And everyone's like throwing their card at you. And like, do you sell paper? I don't understand. What's, <laughs> we didn't have a conversation. Help me make it sense. <laughs> right, and then you always suspect, like, are you just friends with me because that you see a dollar sign? But I like exactly. my best analogy. Okay. Maybe as a military spouse and I've moved a lot, but mom dating. You know, if you're at the playground, you kind of hit it off with the mom, yeah. like you're still going to be suspicious if she's over eager. You're going to think course. there's crazy in there. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, they're too friendly. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> and so you're going to take, you're going to take your time. You're going to meet up at the playground a few times. You're going to like, see how their kids are before you invite them over. Like, you're not totally. going to go straight to like drinking wine and telling exactly. you dark, darkest over. Right, <laughs> exactly. right. So I don't know. It doesn't, it's just so <laughs> fascinating to me. So 90 days is the magic number. And I find that interesting. You know, most of the nurture sequences I set up very quickly for clients are just like a couple of emails, like mm-hmm. wham, bam, done into the newsletter tag, you know? That's exactly so, it. Exactly yeah. it. And I think of that as more like a welcome sequence. And I'm not at all saying like a welcome sequence is not something you don't want to have, right? Like certainly have that little initial sequence, but like you want to go a a deeper layer. Okay. So tell everybody about your agency now. And I want to know who's on your team. Yeah. And then also, of course, like what it's like to work with you. Cool. Yeah. So the agency today, we had a lot of changes. We got started and it was like a team of contractors and they were all amazing. I send all of them love 
to help us, you know, create the agency that we have today. And ultimately I realized for me, I wanted some dedicated support. So today we have full-time team. I have two times. Yeah. Two full-time employees, Sarah and Jane, this is to them. We have a couple of contractors who help us with some little things, but it really yeah. represents a third hire that I'm working on making the right timing for this yeah. year. But I, I ultimately see us as having like a small core team of employees versus contractors. And we hmm, we're all based in Canada, which is fun. So from time to time, we get to see each other uh, in the summer oh, well, in the winter time for the holidays. We did a holiday party and we went to this. It's a castle in uh, Toronto called Casa Loma, an old castle. Yeah. And they do like they have a beautiful dinner, a couple of different fancy restaurants. Like they decorated the castle in lights. So it was like super fun. So we had dinner and then walked around the lights and took all kinds of goofy pictures. And in the summer, we did our first team retreat and it was at a cottage by the water in Ontario, we've got, you know, we're, we're on the Great Lakes, right? So we've got all the beautiful Great yeah. Lakes. So like super. Actually, here's a fun little six degrees of separation. The Airbnb that we rented is owned by Stu McLaren. Shout out to Stu. He's still up in our podcast today. Yeah, his, I, I his wife, his wife. Yeah, Amy, Amy's uh, side project is that. It's called the Dover Lake House. Beautiful cottage. You can find them on Instagram. If you're ever coming to Canada, you want to stay there. It's beautiful. I had no idea. Yeah, I, yeah, I just... so neat, right? Yeah, I just love hearing about teams. It makes me want to work with you when I hear that you have like get together. So I love getting that, that angle. So like, what does each teammate do? Like, do they have like a lane that they stay on or are they? It's a little overlappy because like it, it kind of has to be for a couple of reasons. Thing number one, we're a small team. And you know, when you decide you're going to go employees versus contractors, you're making a clear decision. It's like, I'm paying a salary versus I'm paying a contractor rate. So yeah. when we bring teams in, I'm very clear that it's like, this is what your lane is sort of, you know, we figure out who's best suited for it. So Jane is content marketing specialist. She is the master of sort of our internal marketing and in terms of like what we actually market for our business, how we put ourselves out there for our business. And then she is also the point person on delivery with our clients, any of the clients that we do done for you work for. Okay. And even some of our clients who we do, we're actually, we're not accepting done for you clients right now. We're really focusing on our done with you. We have a group consulting experience, group consulting program uh, where we help folks implement the nurture matrix in their business. Cool. So anyway, Jane is the point person. Yeah. So for delivery. So in supporting any of our clients in terms of rolling out the nurture matrix, these are kind of like her two babies. She's also okay. a master, any of our tech and kind of backend system. She's really great at that as well. And then Sarah is our sales and marketing associate, and she owns kind of like the client experience, but the way that we define the client experience is even before you start working with us. So she does a lot of relationship building. She hosts these really great um, referral exchanges that we have where we're connecting with other service providers in our industry. She hosts our marketing think tanks that we have with some of our higher level clients and colleagues. And she also owns and supports really like our enrollment, you know, how we go from you know, kind of marketing and in a workshop, that kind of thing to managing any of the leads that come in through that, helping them answer questions, getting them what they need. And then ultimately, you know, helping them pull the trigger when they're ready in terms of actually enrollment and, and kind of getting their stuff. So we've kind of got some crossover there. And then we do, we have a, a contractor who we use that supports us with some of the social media admin. And then we have another contractor that supports us with some of the done for you deliverables for our team. So as I said, right now we're paused on the done for you um, content creation, but we would work with an agency, another copywriting agency when we would do our done for you copy. When we had oh. someone that would support us with done for you content. Yeah. I was very, okay. clear. like I, I started out the route of hiring writers and that kind of thing. But I, at this point in my 
existence, I do not desire to run a copywriting agency and support copywriters. Okay. Um, I love them. I do. I do. It's just my brain to kind of focus. I want to, right now, I just really want to lean business and business model. Right. That's what I'm here for right now. And then at some point it might, you know, once we have certain elements locked in, then maybe we might do things a little bit differently. I don't know. We shall see. I'm open to the evolution of it. Um, But yeah, that's what the team the team looks like right now. So to answer your question around what it looks like to work with us, um, so up until we, we closed our last, our done for you in December. So right now we're really focusing on our um, six week intensive. It's the nurture matrix email messaging intensive. And we support our clients to create kind of the first step of uh, building out their nurture matrix, which is to identify those core nurture themes, those core messages, and to create a 12 email or 90 day, if you kind of consider one email a week, yeah, a 12 email sequence that does that job of moving clients along their buyer's journey and, and pre-selling your programs, that kind of thing. So okay. we support them in identifying the themes and then support them in creating the copy. And it's less of a course. And I endeavor it to truly be like a group consulting experience. There's, you know, personalized video consulting that's given to every single member. They get feedback on all of their emails directly from us, feedback on any of their strategic questions, that kind of thing. And we kick it off with a two-day co-working slash hot sleep slash a little bit of learning. Um, but okay. yes, it's not like a, here's some stuff, go read it and figure it out on your own. It's very much an immersive awesome. um, experience where we support people. Like, you know, the core deliverable is really like when you are done this, I mean, we're not doing the writing for you. So you've got to like show up and do the writing, but like when you're done, you'll have this, you know, 90 day email sequence that you can roll out and the foundation of what you would repurpose into additional content that would support you in building out a full nurture matrix. So is it a lot of solopreneurs or do you get like a teammate in this? Cause I could just see like early on, especially being new in this world, I would have loved to have gone through something like that, like with my client or maybe even on my own to be able to help my clients. Exactly. It's, it's a both end. So we got some solopreneurs who are doing the writing. We got some folks who are team and they'll either send their team members, or sometimes we have both go together and their team member go together. And then we also have, we have some solopreneurs who kind of like go through it, think they're going to write all their stuff. And then they're like, actually, can you make a recommendation? I need, I need a writer to support me. I've got like the basics of it, but I need a writer to help me polish it. And we, you know, love to make connections on that front too. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. see like a licensing opportunity yeah. for you there. That's the idea. That right? is the idea, right? So once we're kind of like, and that is for me, like, you know, the, the purpose of really focusing in once we've kind of focused in, then it's very easy to be able to think about yeah. these kind of growth opportunities. Well, the timing is just crazy because just the other day in one of these millions of Facebook groups I'm in, somebody was more or less whining about their content. And I had said, um, I wish I could remember the statement, but I'm like, it's so hard when you're in the bottle, you can't read the label and just to have somebody pull it out of you. Exactly. And so I'm going to make sure I go back and refer her to you. But I just love that you're joining our network because some of us get these clients and and we're like, you're just a little bit beyond our help, beyond our scope. You really need to dial this down for your launch because, I mean, we get all of these launches, like people think they're just going to out of the gate launch something and it's going to be wildly successful. And we know especially my students. Yeah. It comes down to that pre-launch and what you're doing ahead of that. So it's not just when you open the cart. So I'm glad that my people now know you and can refer you. you. And and I feel like there's some copywriters in the group who might be interested in going through your your matrix. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the other thing to remember too, is that like a lot of times clients will hire you 
and assume that what they're hiring you for comes with the, the strategy and they're not paying you for that. And so nope. you are under no obligation to deliver that and <laughs> having resources. And again, that's kind of where my brain's going with the licensing opportunity. It's like, this is an opportunity for you to offer as an add-on, you know, here's a strategy for it, but like, you know, otherwise from a content creation perspective, I'll create what I'm directed to create, right? It's scope creep is real, right? So. Oh my God. That's yeah. like a really good segue into like mm-hmm. so many things right there. <laughs> so what I love about you too, you're always doing workshops and classes. Mm-hmm. So where can people connect with you? And we didn't even talk about your freebie too. Your Oh yeah, chart. I'll show that too. Yeah, I'll yeah. show that too. So folks, you can find us over on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. We were talking just before we, we went live. I'm like, we have a Facebook presence and maybe one day we'll have a group. I don't know. But right now we're really loving on Instagram. So you can find us at Arisha Creative. If you want to talk to me personally, you can find me at Tamika is content or Tamika is content, depending on, <laughs> <laughs> depending, on which day the week, ah, depending on which day of the week it is. If you want to, if you want to know a little bit more about the work that we do at Arisha for yourself or for a client, and this might actually be a really great segue for you to be able to introduce the work to the client. uh, We have a free scorecard that we offer. You go to nurturematrix.com forward slash scorecard. And it is a self-assessment that you can take yourself through or take your clients through to assess the content that they are currently rolling out from a nurture perspective to sort of identify where there are major gaps and any opportunities that you can, you know, recommend to them to close up the gaps. You know, so you can go and grab it, nurturematrix.com forward slash scorecard. There's a video that kind of explains to you how to take them through the whole process. And what is really awesome is if you've got a client who you're like, I really think that they need this, we have a beautiful and generous referral program that will give you some lovely cash for you to put towards your own business. If you'd like coming from where you are, um, having been a contractor, having been a freelancer, you know, we are relationships with others who are in that boat and other agencies and other service providers is really important to us. So it could be a win for you because if you are able to be along in the process then you can kind of learn some of the skills too. And yeah, I mean, the licensing piece is something that I it's definitely there in the periphery, but if you're listening and you're kind of like, I want to be the first to know about that, hit me up. I'm always curious because for us, it represents another thing to market and put together and package. So we're not quite there yet, but yeah. interest always makes stuff a little bit more exciting, right? Yeah. <laughs> we could do it, but we're, you know, we're focused in the other area, but yeah, check out the scorecard. I think, you know, it's really insightful again for your own business. You know, when you do have the time to market for yourself, Right. Cause I know the struggle is real there and I'll be straight up and honest. Like we only started to really have a marketing presence, like an online presence when, when Jane came on board, like prior to that, I think I had like a couple of little posts on Instagram, like they, they existed, but there was nothing there. And I would go on podcasts and speak and stuff like that and be like, hi, I'm a marketing agency owner who does no marketing because we were still referral um, <laughs> based. And I, you know, it was hilarious. And it is also one of the reasons why our referral program is so generous because yeah. like we grew so quickly through generous referrals. And so I'm always, it's very important to me to pay that forward. Oh my gosh. I love yeah. it. And I'm the same thing. I'm the, didn't even add Instagram till 2019. Like I, <laughs> right? I was like, no, exactly. when you're doing the work, I think that speaks a lot when you're booked out and exactly. you're okay. working. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much, Tamika. I encourage everyone to check out your Instagram because there was really good content over there. Yes, yes. Bye, everyone. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tag me on Instagram. 
share a story. Let me know if you have any topic ideas or other freelancers you know I should interview and talk to, or if there's topics that you really want to know more about. Next week, we have another freelancer. This is going to be a good episode talking about your strengths. This is really important because this is the basis of your freelance business, and I want you to build something you love that you feel confident in, and I think learning what your strengths are is just the beginning of a beautiful business. I'll see you next week. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. And lots of fun, pretty outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I do. I do enjoy the outfits. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's You can only focus. Yeah, if, right? when you're doing the work, 